Entrepreneurship has become a global phenomenon. Uncover the stories of entrepreneurs and investors worldwide. From Sub-Saharan Africa to Silicon Valley and beyond. Here on the Global Startup Movement. Now, here's your host, Andrew Berkowitz. We are joined by Yardi Vlotan, who is the head of strategic sector development for Startup Nation Central. He has led over 10 acquisitions and dozens of strategy, business development, and innovation consulting projects in Israel. He previously served as a venture partner and advisory board member of the China Israel Value Capital Private Equity and was also a member of the investment committee for Kalal Gamal and Pension Fund, which was a $22 billion institutional fund. Yardi, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Thank you, Andrew. Happy to. I guess let's start this off. Uh, can, can, can we just hear a little bit about what exactly Startup Nation Central is and kind of what the, the focus and the objective that you all look to do? Okay. So SNC, in, in, in fact, is the uh, innovation gateway of uh, the Israeli startup ecosystem, basically trying to build bridges to multinationals across the world looking for uh, high-end innovation and we're trying to make it as easy as possible for them to engage uh, and become part of the Israeli ecosystem. I think Israel is fortunate to have over 300 different multinationals having R&D and innovation offices in Israel, very active, employ many, uh, many engineers and developers and so on, and also interact with many of the six over 6,000 companies, startup companies that are active today in Israel. So I think that the overall is that what we try to do basically is really be the forefront of bringing those, and we do look at the multinationals as our customers, bringing them to Israel, exposing the innovative ecosystem we have here and make it super easy for them in different ways I can go into to engage and successfully take advantage of, of the ecosystem and by this, support it and, and help it thrive and prosper. I mean, I, I think that's something that would be great for us to go into right now, because I'm sure that there are a lot of those type of folks that, that are tuning in. They've heard the stories about Startup Nation. I mean, it's certainly, a, uh, it was a, a great book by, I believe, Dan Singer. And, yeah, um, Dan Singer is Soul, uh, no, it was actually Soul, Soul Singer and Dan Sino. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I guess I'd love for you to dive, dive into a little bit about how you guys work and what, what can be expected when a big multinational is looking to enter in the market and partner with some innovative companies. Cool. So basically, I think that, that Startup Nation Central was basically built upon the, the resonance and the success of, of, the, uh, of this book, the Startup Nation book, which is basically uh, open up a new outlook on Israel and, and how it became the Startup Nation. At Startup Nation Central, what we try to do basically, we, we think of our activities in, in terms of four pillars. The first one would be, and that, that is the first thing Startup Nation did, was basically mapped the entire ecosystem. It took us some years and we improved it and we developed a whole, a whole new system to, to help the ecosystem actually know one another, first of all. So we mapped over 8,000 companies active today are over 6,000 companies and then hundreds of venture capital investments, investors, hubs, incubator, accelerators. We also deal with a map, uh, academia-based inventions. 
not companies, but actually inventions that, that came out of the universities and TTOs, and we have mapped and are still mapping all those inventions. And of course, the, all the multinationals that, that work in Israel today. So we basically try to make it as transparent and accessible for everyone because everything we do is free. Okay, we are non, not-for-profit, non-revenue organization, non-government one. So it's pure philanthropy, no government. We charge no one for anything. Basically, we want to see our success tied with the success of the ecosystem and the ability of Israel to keep being this amazing startup nation. It is basically what we want to do is try to make it accessible. Then we deal with engagements of multinationals in Israel. We bring some 60 uh, delegations a year of the Fortune 500 and global 2,000 or 1,000 companies that want to be exposed to Israeli innovation, help them do that very effectively. Our role is to help them find the relevant partners, build the relevant structure, good for them, appropriate for them, and for them meeting the objectives, and then allow us to focus on the next batch of, of leading companies. That's the second pillar. The third pillar is the one deals with uh, developing sectors. We look at sectors, specific sectors we find to, to have a huge market opportunity worldwide and high growth engines on the one end, and then look at those sectors and find the building blocks, the technological building blocks underneath that for us are the key uh, for, the, for the success in that sector. And we make sure that we believe that there are enough companies, startup companies in Israel that can become global market leaders in that sector. So once we have those, those two uh, uh, conditions, then we look for a gap. If we find a gap, and I'll share with you sectors where there is no gap and others where there is, then we come up with a plan on how to help bridge the gap. If you look at the cyber, for example, the cyber sector, Israel is very, it's well known for, for a bunch of obvious reasons. And so the, the sector and the demand is huge. The potential here in Israel is, is also amazing. And, but the gap is not there because most Israeli companies actually find a way to, to, to get to the relevant customers, raise enough money for them, and usually get acquired by even the larger cyber companies. So there is no gap. We see a, a sector that thrives. Similarly, you can also talk about the fintech sector in Israel. But when you look at other sectors where Israel is also well-known, for example, agri-tech, agri-food technologies were developed in Israel from basically its birth, from the, its independence 70 years ago. And still, although we came up with the, with the uh, irrigation system, you know, the three largest irrigation companies in the world are Israeli. And Etafim, number one, then comes uh, Nan, acquired by, by Jane, and then Rivalis, which is a, a merger of a, of a group of companies. Anyway, those three are from Israel, and yet the sector in itself still struggles in closing the gap, in, in having this great technology, great abilities, try to, to make the most out of the market opportunity out there. Most of the growers are in, in the U.S., and the large ones. And, and you would find uh, significant ones in South America, and you would find the smaller ones, but still on, on, the, on the large scale, very big one in India and in China, obviously. And still, is, the Israeli companies need to find the, the 
strategic investors, the multinationals, the agribusinesses like Olam, like uh, Cargill and so on. We try to bring them to Israel and help. So this is just one of the ways we try to help the sector actually close the gap. The other sectors we focus on are digital health, which has gone a tremendous uh, growth in the last few years. And the final one is the newest, is uh, Industry 4.0. In the US, it's mostly known as the industrial IoT and around some areas of, of uh, additive production and so on. Anyway, all these are the sectors we actually develop, which is the third pillar. And the fourth one is the human capital side. Again, there is a huge and growing demand for developers worldwide. And trying to meet this demand, we found out that uh, there are two significant high potential communities that are not being involved in, the, in this high-tech party, in this high-tech opportunity, which is the ultra-Orthodox, also called Haredi community, and on the other hand, the Arab community. And we basically came up with, with several plans and programs to help educate and train those communities and make sure they, are, they get involved within multinationals, tech multinationals, and startup companies. So those are the four pillars that Startup Nation works and so with, with those sectors that, that you mentioned, I mean, do you feel that there are specific sectors in 2019 that like an investor looking at the Israeli ecosystem should should focus on or, or that maybe excites you the most? Well, I, I think that, that, first of all, naturally, cybersecurity is something that is more and more important and should be definitely looked at, especially in Israel, because Israel uh, has tremendous technology and solutions it has to offer and very, very good human capital to promote the sector. So this is definitely super interesting and, and we see the super interesting sector and we see, see it breaking time after time the limits and the, and the, and the, and the benchmarks it, it used to have in terms of, of raising and tel- in terms of exits. So this is one. But I think that, that the sectors we actually work on, especially Industry 4.0, which I think is, is also considered to be the fourth industrial revolution, is definitely going to be one of the big promises. It, it's like super high potential sector, if you want to call it a sector, actually. By, it's, it's a group of technologies that aims uh, at, at really making a revolution in the overall way we manufacture and, and deliver products. And it goes all through the verticals from gas and oil all the way to, to, to logistics in between uh, consumer goods and just name it. So it's different application in different sectors, in different ve- verticals, yet I think it's going to be super interesting. I think that worldwide, by the way, in the US, in Europe, everyone is still struggling to understand what it means and how to invest in it. Very few funds are actually truly focused on it. That's part of the opportunity. We see this very relatively small sector being dominated by technologies where Israel is very strong at AI, big data, analytics, and so on, as well as cyber, because there is a cyber section for operational technologies as opposed to information technologies that everybody knows that it is very an integral part of this sector. And I think that, that this is going to be a huge opportunity for Israeli as well as companies worldwide dealing with this with these challenges. And uh, I think there is a lot of 
ability for entrepreneurs to, to move into this sector from different sectors because we believe innovation. I personally believe that innovation is more about thinking from a different box than just, you know, thinking out of the box because it's all about taking solutions and a skill set of, of developing new technologies and applying it to, to different uh, challenges. And I think we're going to, Israel, as small as it is, is going to be very surprising in this sense. Agritech, definitely, if, if we manage to close those gaps that I mentioned, Israel has so much to offer in this sense. Uh, and digital health uh, is, is, again, experienced tremendous growth in the last few years in Israel. And we see it in the way the ecosystem and having more and more Japanese companies coming to look for digital health in Israel. We see more and more U.S. health, health providers and payers coming to Israel and setting their, their arms, innovation arms and so on in Israel. So it's super, super interesting. I mean, I'm super bullish on Internet of Things from a perspective that, that you mentioned where oil and gas, I think it's going to have a huge impact on agriculture, especially in emerging markets. I think there's a lot of applications where it could really do a lot to produce much higher yields. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too excited, to be honest, when it comes to connecting all my household appliances to the internet. Like I just, I don't feel like connecting my fridge and my stove uh, and you know th- those type of appliances to the internet, I don't think the risk that's presented by hacking I don't think there's enough value for me, at least, to I, offset the risks. <laughs> I can definitely understand where you're coming from. And definitely, you know, having uh, installed some cameras uh, uh, at home makes yeah. me rethink it, you know, uh, in terms of the, the hacking pot- potential and in the having me connected to it means everyone else can be connected to it. So I understand where you come from, definitely. But I think that, that it's really about, and that's where all the, in all the sectors we, that we look at, is really not the home opportunity in terms of connecting everything, but mostly in terms of, of creating an environment where agriculture on the one hand, industry on the other, and help all the way in between, take advantage of having multiple sensors being connected to create an overall picture and having all the data that's the the promising thing of it is that you have this tremendous amount of data that suddenly with AI and and big data you are able to make sense of it and from being having the ability to understand what what the situation is whether it's in a machine or in our body is to also the next thing is really to to understand or predict what is going to happen based on the on, on the on the sensors and and the final stage would probably be more perspective perspective in terms of of being able to offer preemptive actions to prevent damage whether to our body or to any machine or or a job we want to accomplish when it comes to let's say industrial agriculture and so on application, I think it's super interesting. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. Within the Israeli ecosystem, most people, when they think Israel startup, Israel techs, they probably just immediately will think Tel Aviv. But mm-hmm. I'd be curious to hear from you really, because I, I know there is startup activity in Jerusalem, um, but you know, how, how do those two ecosystems really compare and contrast with each other? I'm sure there's a, an element of healthy competition between the two <laughs> well yes but but uh, I think that look naturally the, the the Tel Aviv 
the greater Tel Aviv area is the, the, the major one in terms of number of companies and, and its influence on the overall Israeli ecosystem. There are like over 3,000 companies in the greater Tel Aviv area these days, whereas in Jerusalem, you would have 500 companies. But again, you need also to look at the, at the, at the, uh, at the vector. And the vector is that in Jerusalem, eight years ago, we had approximately 100 companies. So the move in, within eight years to five, to five times that in terms of num number of companies is super interesting. I think that, that uh, some, some definitely some strong reasons for that to happen. One of them is, the, uh, is Nir Barakat, the, the mayor of Jerusalem, former mayor, who came from the, the high-tech sector and brought with him, uh, I think, a, uh, an, a high-tech approach sort of creating this petri dish of uh, helping companies really prosper in the Jerusalem environment. I think that this, along with what I mentioned before, the, the human capital potential in terms of the, the ultra-Orthodox community, women in, in this sense, and the, uh, and the Arab community, also very significant within the Jerusalem city and community, are the two reasons why this sector has grown. And by the way, you know, it's, it's a small anecdote, but still makes, makes the, the point is that you would find like a sort of, uh, WhatsApp group of over 80 entrepreneurs and, and tech leaders in, in Jerusalem that are on a daily basis compete within the companies. And they would be on, on this WhatsApp group and help one another when it comes to developing and, and growing within the ecosystem because they are part of the Jerusalem group. So there is no contrast between the two, but we do see that the Jerusalem ecosystem is booming and growing tremendously. And I think it can really be a source of additional growth to the overall ecosystem in, in Israel. And are, are there any other hubs in, in the country that, that we're leaving out besides uh, Tel Aviv, Jerusalem? Definitely. I think that it, uh, Israel, well, first of all, if you look at the agriculture companies, most of most of them are not in the Tel Aviv area. I mean, some of them, especially those dealing with, with uh, smart farming, for example, can be in the center and operate the solutions, but many of them are actually either in the north or in the south of Israel. So this is, you know, sort of, sort of hubs. And the government also supports the northern hub being created for industry as well as for uh, agriculture. So this is one. I think the, the Haifa one, which is also in the north of Israel, but again, uh, the, distance, the distances in Israel are quite small. So it's like a one hour and a half drive from Tel Aviv. But the Haifa one is very, very important all through the years. Uh, Intel operated there and, and many, many of the global Microsoft. So many of the and Google also have a, a campus there. Many of the largest uh, multinationals actually open R&D centers there. The other ecosystem I would look at would be the southern one around Beersheba. Uh, where they try to focus more on the cyber companies and so on. Again, those are not black and white. I mean, it's not if you come to Beresheva, you came to cyber city, but still there is focus uh, on this area and, 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 and around the, these technologies. And, and this is another hub that is growing steadily over the last few years. You mentioned earlier that Japan is one of the countries that have been looking at to partner and invest in different Israeli uh, tech companies and, you know, obviously the U.S. and Israel have a great relationship, but what are some other countries that you've seen express more and more interest recently in kind of entering and, and, and being active in the ecosystem? 
Well, actually, the, it really, the, the interest uh, and the engagement comes from all around. But yes, definitely U.S. is very, is very, very present. And that's not surprising. We do see a lot of many delegations and a lot of interest coming from Central and South America, mostly around agriculture, having their, you know, being a producer and grower of, of so many uh, uh, commodities, it's super important. And we see those delegations come, come in on a regular basis. We have an activity in Africa and there is a lot of interest, again, around agriculture and some around health. Japan is definitely seeing more and more Japanese coming to Israel, both on, on the automotive part, which is very significant in Israel, also around the uh, industry and health, digital health, which obviously is, is, is quite trendy for Japanese organizations these days as part of their growth to new sectors. We see a lot of interest from India, and we actually, one, next to the sectors we, we develop, we also develop a bridge to India and try to get more and more technologies in different sectors applied within the India opportunity or India market, which is challenging in itself, being a very price sensitive country. And um, quite a few uh, delegations coming from, uh, from China. So overall, I think that, I think, and, and I did neglect to mention, obviously, many delegations we have from Europe just, finished the delegation today, we hosted a very significant leader in the oil and gas drilling from Norway, and we, we, we hosted very significant Myers delegation, Myers delegation from, from Denmark. I think that we see a lot of interest from Germany and a growing one from uh, France. Seems like everyone's interested in Israel. <laughs> the innovation, and I think Israel has a lot to offer. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I, I would love to see more particularly with what, with what you mentioned with Africa, I would love to see more connections between uh, leaders in Africa and, and, and different technologies that Israel has. I think, like, like you said, like, there's so much need in the digital health space there, and there's so much need in the agriculture space there. And I think a lot of the technologies that, especially the IoT technologies that I'm sure are being yeah. developed right now, like there's just a lot of value to be created there. So. I, I, fully, I fully agree. Actually, we have a delegation right now in, in Africa, trying to build those bridges between the Israeli tech solutions, mainly, like you said, in agriculture and in health, built to, to different countries within the African continent. That's awesome. So I know uh, we're, we're coming up on time here, but uh, to kind of close this out, can you give maybe um, you know any investors or any entrepreneurs that are tuning in that we piqued their interest, they want to take a trip out to Israel, what advice would you give to them when it comes to their initial foray into, into starting to navigate the market and, and, and learn more about the opportunities there? Well, first of all, I would, I would tell them, whatever you want to know, you should check out the Finder, you know, Startup Nation Central Finder. You'll find it easily on Google. And that is probably the most sophisticated and updated in innovation discovery platform out there. Actually, by the way, offering it to different countries. We have more and more interest from countries worldwide in operating this platform, becoming part of our uh, larger network of tech ecosystems using it. And this innovation discovery platform actually allows you to see everything that goes on with each of the 6,000 companies we have here. 
the investors, the hubs, the, the incubators, the accelerators, so on. So it's very easy for everyone willing to spend some time to really map up this opportunity and, and be laser-focused to the areas and companies he wants to be introduced to. And actually, our platform also allows you to ask for introductions. To ask for introductions, and, and, and we're relevant. We, we make those introductions and help anyone, entrepreneurs, employees, and so on, and definitely investors. Multinationals get to the companies and open the relevant door. It's very easy to work in Israel, and you, you just have to be open and clear and, and, and just simply ask what you want. And, and we either in SNC we can help or one of the very many organizations and hubs that, that are happy to help. And for investors, reach out. We'll be happy to, to help you. And definitely multinationals with innovation arms, happy to help you uh, find your way and find the relevant partners and, and be a significant part in, the, in this ecosystem because it's really for us all about building an ecosystem that is less replicable and that really supports the success of startup companies and the innovation they bring to the world. Yari Vloten of Startup Nation Central. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Be sure to add Andrew on Snapchat at andberk, that's A-N-D-B-E-R-K, to see firsthand a day in the life of an entrepreneur in cities all around the world. 